Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the Highly Taken Podcast. This is episode nine. Um, I am David, back again from Tallahassee, Florida. Christian, back here from Wilmington, Delaware. Nick, back here from Jacksonville. Hey, let's get it, guys. All right, well, let's first address the elephant in the room. Um, Christian, better auto quality. Uh, how about you tell us what uh, what mic you're rocking with today? Yeah, yeah. man. So uh, right before, about two minutes before we hopped on here and started recording, guys, I was like, man, David, that's so cool. You have a microphone. I got to find a microphone. So I thought real long and hard about all my archives. And uh, lo and behold, boys, this is what I found. This is what I pulled out. The OG, OG yes, sir. B microphone from Rock Band. Yes, sir. Which, you know how it is. I, I mean, granted, that mic is, I don't know how old now. And I bought this mic, yeah, I bought this mic like a month or two ago for $30 at Target. Well, he's sitting there using technology from like <laughs> 10 years ago and it sounds just as good. So I'm getting gypped here. It's that Rock Band technology, man. He's going to start spitting out the vocals at nine in the afternoon and my own worst enemy. You're going to spit yeah. out more than that. Um, <laughs> so just. So to start, so to start off, we're gonna do our dubs and chugs results. Again, we pick nine games throughout the weekend to see who can do better, and whoever loses has to be punished. So, Nick, tell us what the results were there. Yeah, so I'm gonna start it off. Um, both of you had a miserable, miserable start to it. Oh, we yeah. both went zero and three, which I mean, love it. That's that's pretty bad. That's pretty love bad. it. Um, but David picked it up. David picked it up. He picked up, uh, three in one day and two in the other with five. So, you know, wow. he really, really picked it up. Um, Christian, man, yikes. I know, dude. Uh, you had three. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. So wait, so three for nine. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, in MLB terms, I'm an all-star. Yeah, Nick, yeah, please, exactly. tell me, please tell me you did better than two this time. So then there, then there's me. I had two again. <laughs> no way. I got I to gotta go back to the drawing board here, guys. I don't know what's going on. Again, the Rays killed me. And then I will say, if we would have picked the first game because of the postponement of the, the game on Friday, I would have won that one. And it would have flip-flopped. Christian would have had two. I would have had three. But in all fairness, that was Friday's game in the first game. So we had to go with the second game. But this is because... Oh, so I'm going to say this is your fault. We, Chris and I told you the reason we had the tiebreakers yeah. is just in case we wanted to pick the same people was fine. Yeah. But you were like, yeah. oh, I don't want to pick the same yeah. people. Well, and then that's, <laughs> that's the thing. So the tiebreakers, you know, David, you said 5-4. Yeah, 5-4 Orioles. Christian said 6-3 or 5-3 Orioles. And I said 6-3 Orioles. And the score was 8-3. So I would have won the tiebreaker. So I think, I think I'm going to – I think I have something going brewing for this next one on Friday. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean after here. after back to back two correct pick weeks, bro. I mean, that's Dude. come on, man. Back to I, back, it's three. I will say I was completely terrified because I decided to open my mouth on the last one. I was like, oh yeah, I feel like if you should go zero for nine, there should be a bigger punishment. And then I was looking the first, and I was like, huh, I'm zero and three right now. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not good. Yeah. So because of because it's three in a row that i've lost miserably i poured wait a minute wait a minute one second one second which day did you go over three because with only two wins you had to go over three on one day correct uh yeah there had been you had to have gone over yeah three you one had day. to had to go or had to, had had to go over three one day i think i went over three on sunday 
Ooh. Yeah. Unless you unless you picked two Listen, correct I will, on. My, oh. I will say the only reason I have a winning record this week is because I, I have on my outline right from last week that I was going to say the Dodgers, and then the last second I didn't feel it, so I chose the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. David David went three and zero on Sunday. I went zero and three. That was the day I went zero and three. Um, but again, because it's miserable loss by me yet again, I'm an idiot. I, I just this is you know. I'm an idiot. That's all I'll say. I think I needed we, a, a beer and a half this time. I think what we need Have to fun. do, we need to, we need to start putting a uh, a detective in there. We need to go into some investigation on if Nick's actually throwing this so he has to drink more. Yeah, no, I really think we should. I mean, dude, two, two, uh, and then claiming that, oh yeah, we have a tiebreaker, bro. You're we can't pick four, your same you're picks. You're four and eighteen in the past two weeks, Nick. Oh, that's bad. That's horrible. <laughs> That's like Cleveland that. Browns 2010s bad. I won the first week, yeah. though. I mean, congrats. You got one. But I guess yeah. while uh, Nick is having to drink that, uh, we're going to go to our Big 12. A lot of things are happening in the Big 12. We're going to give you our predictions. And like always, Christian, we're going to start you off. Uh, tell us what do you think of the Big 12 this year. Yeah. Um. So I think it's honestly. Actually, hold on. Yeah. I messed up. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Big guy. I'm a uh, promise the the viewers I was not trying to delay the punishment. I just forgot. I made a bet last week, um, and I came oh, up no. one leg short of my bet. I said oh, that yeah. Jackie Young, the Aces, would remain undefeated during the weekend, and that Jackie would score 20 points in the first game and 30 points in the second game. The Aces won both games. Jackie scored 20 points in the first game. I'm on six and ten shooting, which is pretty good. However, That's she only solid. scored 19 points in the second game, which is pretty good off of eight for 15 shooting. Um, still pretty solid games. The Aces remain undefeating. Jackie has 21.8 points per game this season, which is fifth best in the WNBA. Um, and her teammate, Ajay Wilson, actually has the seventh best in the WNBA. So it's kind of hard when you're having to share that. Um, but I guess I will do my punishment. And then Christian can continue what I was trying to make and continue in the first place. So I apologize. It's okay, buddy. But go ahead. Let's see this punishment. Like I don't like drinking. It's bad for you. Under age. I want to hear it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, open that throat up. Ooh. Just like your uncle. You're so close. Oh, <laughs> All right, go back at it. You're so close to being done. I was not. I was like halfway there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brooklyn's staring at me. Like <laughs> that's okay, man. That's okay. Drink up, Buttercup. Oh, and he added foam to it. Oh. Yeah, you know he likes his foamy stuff. Right, continue, Christian. <laughs> Yum, love it. Ah, oh, yeah, that was great, David. Honestly, a record-breaking chug there. Um, yeah. So for the Big Twelve, the way I see it in this uh conference is it's really a top three heavy team. Uh, outside of that, I don't think there's going to be a whole bunch of competition. Uh, in the division, and personally, once again, them that take might not be that great because. I'm not that very interested in college football and like, like I said earlier, the dynamics inside of it as a sport itself. I love it. But anyways, continue on that. And number seven, I have Baylor. 
I don't really know why I have Baylor, but I have Baylor there at number seven because I liked RG3 in his prime. So I feel like they deserved <laughs> a spot on this list. So that's where I went with, with seven. This is like 10 years ago. <laughs> that, but it's just how I went. Barely and then time. number six, and I could argue that these two could flip-flop because I don't really have much reason behind them either, is Oklahoma State. I feel like they tend to compete every year, so I felt that they fit here. It's what it's written right there on my notes. Okay, now starting into the real results here. Number five, I had Texas Tech, and the reason I have Texas Tech sitting here as number five is Tyler Saw is coming back for another year for the team, Um, but the team doesn't have much around him at all but you go and look at it last year uh he broke his collarbone in week one uh and then came back for the last three well came back and started for the last three games of the season and won the last three games of the year uh so he was four and you on his starts in the entire season this year the kids shined when he had his opportunity but like i said or, or just stated uh this team just doesn't have enough talent around him right now enough talent around the ball in general even with him there's just not enough talent there and in a division that I mean, that has a team that just went to the championship last game last year, the or the playoff championship game last year, I should say. So I think that's a good fit for there, though, at five, though. And moving on is number four. I have TCU. So badly, I wish TCU would have went and gotten that job done last year against Georgia. However, we can't rewrite that script, but we can try again next year. So you're saying it's a script. Oh, We can try again next year, right? No. TCU has zero shot of repeating or coming even close to what they just did last year. Why? I mean, they just lost their Heisman finalist in Max Dugan at quarterback. They're number one and two wide receivers in Johnson and Davis. They're starting running back last year, Condre Miller, who rushed for damn near 1,400 yards. I mean, all of that being said... You lose that entire offense, and that was one of the most explosive offenses in the country last year. What are you left with? You get a former five-star recruit from Alabama who is Trey Sanders. My fault. I had to find the name. Coming over, who could potentially be a star. He'll probably be the workhorse over there in that offense because we don't know much about the quarterback Chandler Morris coming in to replace Dugan. I think that's probably where you'll see most of their wins coming from. I think you'll honestly see a big breakout year um, from Trey Sanders is going to be the workhorse over there, running back transfer from Alabama. Uh, but yeah, I just don't, I just don't think TCU is going to be able to get anywhere close to what they did last year. They just lost way too many uh, core pieces, especially to that offense. I think that defense will be able to hold up its end of the bargain, but I just, I mean, with with everything gone in that offense and the talent that's in the top of this division, I don't see them having any more success outside of maybe the four spot in the division. Mm-hmm. Sitting at number three, I have Oklahoma. Uh, I have Oklahoma sitting here mainly because I feel like this is a team to watch, but I'm truly not sure how much damage they can actually do. They had a disappointing season last year under first-year head coach Brent Vables going six and seven. As a team that two years ago were always talked about as one of the top in the division, they're now moving into the SEC in the coming years. And you just went six and seven, and you want to go play in arguably the best division in all of college sports. You need to figure it out. The brunt of it all will be behind Dylan Gabriel, the returning senior quarterback. He had a lot of hype around him last year because he's going to Oklahoma, you know, where they've had nothing but success for a damn near decade at quarterback, Baker, Kyler, 
hurts everybody there. He comes in last year and he didn't live up to the hype much at all. So a lot of the time this year or a lot of their wow. A lot of their um success this year will depend on him. And I think honestly he'll be okay because they brought in a five-star freshman, Jackson Arnold. Uh, and I think that's gonna put a lot of pressure on Gabriel to come out there and perform. And I like that. I always like to say that, you know, pressure creates diamonds. And I think that's that's the greatest way to get people to shine and bring the best out of people. And I think that that is going to what the sides of Oklahoma is going to be able to push out through because that defense is very well set up and the offense is set up. They got a couple wideouts. Yeah, bro. That they got a couple wideouts garbage. in the transfer total. Big 12 defense. Okay. Dude, that I mean, defense is garbage. I mean, dude, the defense is set up for the Big 12. <laughs> oh, okay. For the we, Big can, 12. we can allow the Big only 12. 30 points a game. 30 yeah. points a game. Yeah, exactly. 30 points a game. Dude, they're sitting at set. three. It's not like they're going to the playoffs. Relax. Yeah. Whew. Sitting at number two, K-State. Uh, I have K-State sitting here. I like that. Because like yeah. mainly... Chris Kleiman has done a tremendous job with his team since CS came over here and became the head coach. He led the team to a Big 12 championship last year, and I expect him to compete for that once again. I think we will see good quarterback play from the returning quarterback, Will Howard. However, I personally would like to see his per, per, oh, completion percentage go up. Last year, he was just hovering at above 60 with about, I want to say it was about 60.3-ish. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see him come up to about a 63 to a 65 percentage. I think that would be good if you can get that. You're having you think a he's really going good Heisman? Not no, I don't think he's going Heisman, but I think if you can get that big of a jump, you're altering a lot. You can be you can be a game changer. And I think that's what they want out of him. 100 percent can be. They just lost Deuce Vaughn, who is a really good running back for them, I believe. But they also just got Florida State running back Sean Ward, who went for over eleven hundred yards and eleven Dollar. touchdowns on Dollar. six carries a game. Damn. Yeah. Oh. I wanted to be the first to say that. Yeah, I wanted to be the first oh. to say it too because of David. So, but Boy. I got there first. Let's go. <laughs> I think he'll do a great job at filling the role and returning. Philip Brooks and Iowa transfer state Keegan Johnson will lead the way at wide receiver. I think the defense is set up nice and will fare fine. They will be one of the better ones inside of the division. And then sitting at number one, Ooh. baby, they're back. Get they're the back. horns going. They're back. And I can tell Uh-oh. you why. And I have almost a whole paragraph written on why. Oh, oh yeah. three man. to four sentences. More than four sentences. <laughs> no, no, not really. Okay, so anyway, Longhorns, they're back, baby. And the whole reason why is because they're led by number one <laughs> recruit of 2022, Quinn Ewers, baby. He's gonna come out here, and I think he is going to perform. They're gonna be have they have a, I mean they have a lot of great players on this offense. I think running back Jonathan Brooks should step in real nicely and to be able to take over that role that's gonna be missing there because B. John Robinson's now gone to the NFL, as we all know, a top ten draft pick there. But I think that's gonna be able to take the pressure off of Ewers and allow him to shine even more than he would have to without a running game. And I think this team. The biggest part of their problems, like everything in the Big 12, will be their defense. However, I think the offense will have so much firepower behind it that they will get into a lot of shootouts, but win a lot of shootouts. I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Good picks, man. This is the first time. Yeah. You know, the Big Thank the you. Big 12 is a very, very interesting conference. You it know, is. they had only 10 teams last year. They're going to add four teams this year to get 14. 
And they're going to lose two next year, and they're going to finally be the Big 12. They're going to be like one of the only numbered name conferences who can actually have. Them, can you call them the Big 12 after that, though? They at least have 12 teams. Uh, I don't like the Big 10 is going to have like 16 after next year. That's true. Um, so, yeah, they added Cincy. They added BYU, Houston, former national champions, UCF. They're now added. Um <laughs> Again, but yeah, but then they're going to go ahead and lose their probably two best teams out of the division here next year. They're going to go to the SEC, which again is very interesting because right now it seems like the SEC and the Big Ten are going to form like one giant two powerhouse conferences in in the next couple of years. It's going to be unreal. Um, So we're going to start off with number seven. Um, I have Baylor at seven. Um, you know, I really love RG3. No. Um, yes. <laughs> it's crazy that two years ago, this team was 12 and two with the Big 12 championship, right? Um, right. Last year, there were six and seven, but three of those were one score games. You got, I mean, you win, you lose, but if you're losing mm-hmm. one score games, I mean, you at least were there. Um, I thought that Sawyer Robertson, who transferred over, I thought he would get the starting job, but it seems like they're going to go with Shapin again this year, which is that a mistake. We may never know. Maybe they'll switch in the middle of the season. We'll have to see. Now they have Richard Reese, who's a great running back. But again, in a high-scoring conference, it's going to come down to defense. Um, And you need a good passing attack if you're going to have such a weak defensive conference, which they don't really have. So I have them in seven. At six, I have Kansas. Uh, this team, yeah, Kansas. Well, this look, 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 hold on. They they came out last year out of nowhere. Um, yeah, they really. aver- they averaged two wins, one point nine wins a season from two thousand ten to two thousand twenty one. That's how bad that they were. Are we, are we going over basketball or football here? I mean, this is this is only six in the Big Twelve. There's that's not like they're too amazing. Uh, but last <laughs> year they started off five and zero, oh, which was crazy. They made it their first bowl in almost fifteen years last year. Um. But like the Big 12, they do have that offensive firepower. They return quarterback Jalen Daniels, who was a Heisman hopeful at one point last year. Um, he, he was a baller last year. He was doing really well. Um, they also get Devin Neal at running back. He'll help the Jayhawks get somewhat of a, a running attack that they'll need to be able to you know, have more of a powerhouse offense. But if they want to get anywhere in their division, they're going to have to try to do somewhat better on defense. They allowed 35 and a half points per game last year, and they allowed six yards per play last year. And if you know anything about football, you get four downs. If you're allowing six six yeah. per play, yeah, they're going to get a first down almost every single, yeah. every single time. And that's abysmal. Uh, the Jayhawks brought in six transfer defensive players. I think that may help them get on track. I just don't think they'll have the recruits right now to be a powerhouse, you know, especially with them just starting to get well. So maybe we'll see them make a jump in the upcoming years. However, it's going to be really hard to tell with all the talent that is in that conference. So at number five, as I turn my papers, <laughs> it's going to be Texas Techs. Give me the Red Raiders. Red Rockets. Yes, sir. <laughs> Joey McGuire did an amazing year last year in his first season. They beat Texas and they beat Oklahoma, which is fantastic for any team, really. Um, They also added on a top 25 recruiting class this year. This offense returns 10 out of its 11 starters, which is always a good sign for your offense. Um, Last year, uh, they're in their quarterback who started last year back. He uh, went eight and one as a Red Raider. And now this offense has new recruits, could add some firepower to them. They have Tyree Wilson is now gone. But they got Syracuse transfer Steve Linton to help in the pass rushing now. 
They were, keep in mind, they were 20 in tackles for loss last year, which is a pretty good defensive stat. However, I just don't think they have the offensive firepower to go with my top four teams that I have on here. Number four, I have TCU. Um, TCU went five and seven in 2021, but then turned it around and went 13 and two last year and brought themselves to a national championship game. However, their two losses were in the Big 12 championship and a blowout loss in the championship game to Georgia. Yeah. Um, they unfortunately lost almost all of their top talent last year as well. Dugan's gone. Johnston's gone. Kendra Willer's gone. Steve Avila's gone on offense. They lost Dylan Horton, D. Winters, and Hodges Tomlinson on defense. Um, they got their highest recruiting class ever in the modern era, which is good. They got transfers from LSU, Bama, UF, and Okie State to helpfully replace their stars. But they also lost offensive coordinator Garrett Riley to Clemson. They hired Kendall Bryars to replace him. I hate Kendall Bryars. Um, he was part of the Wooly Taggart FSU era at offensive coordinator. Um, not didn't see him do that well. Maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe Taggart's uh, you know, offense is the reason why he didn't do so well. Um, I just don't know if they'll have the talent to replace what they had last year. And we're gonna go with number three. I really was with Christian here. I wanted to be like, oh, Oklahoma. I put Kansas State instead. Um, yeah, the wow. reigning Big 12 champions. I like Kansas State. Don't get me wrong. I love Kansas Ooh, State. Yeah. I, um, they, they're the reigning Big 12 champions. They bring back a good portion of their team this year. Will Howard is back to run the offense as well as their defensive stars in Austin Moore and Daniel Green. They had a balanced attack last year and root their conference championship. Like you said, they had Deuce Vaughn and they had receiver Malik Knowles. Um, both are now gone. However, but they got FSU transfer Trey Sean Ward, who rushed for 1,100 plus yards last year on six and a half yards per carry. Unfortunately, like I said, everybody knows here I'm an FSU alum. I've, I say it five billion times an episode. Um, I got to see that guy play, and unfortunately, we just had two staff of a backfield to actually have him on the team, so he had to transfer out, which is good for him. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what Kansas State can do. They have a really good offensive line. I feel like they have one of the more underrated offensive lines in the Big 12 and maybe even all of college football. I, w- I would love to see Kansas State make a giant run and maybe do something this yeah. year. I just don't know if they have the recruiting or the talent that these next two teams have. At number two, I have Oklahoma. Last year was definitely a down year, and that's to say the least, really. Um, they lost their first three conference games, making it basically impossible for them to even want to win their conference if they wanted to. They lost 55-24 yeah. to 24 against TCU, followed that off with a 49-0 against Texas. They got donutted by Texas. Um, again, they finished season six and seven, which is terrible for an Oklahoma team. Don't Oklahoma, let in the Pac-12 or the Big 12 is crazy. Right? And, and six, like, dude, getting owed in the pack that's so bad that's what i'm saying like they 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 went out and they they usually bring in good names and that's the big thing they have that brand on them but they lost marvin mims um but at least they still have gabriel to be paired up with two great backs they have uh, gavin uh, sawchuck and they have javante barnes so maybe they can get themselves some of a rushing game something we usually don't see a big 12 team have is a good rushing game so maybe they can have that um they just need to hunker down in defense. They allowed 6.04 yards per snap in their conference last year. And, you know, again, Big 12 defense is hardly a thing. But they're not going to be in the Big 12 next year. They're going to yeah. be in the SEC. Yeah. And you're, you, can you, have, a defense. you can't have no defense when you move to the SEC. You're yeah. going to get 
absolutely comstered by Bama and Georgia and LSU. And the and Gators. Be, yeah. And, man. Yeah, and, and the Oklahoma, Gators, David. Yes, sir, buddy. <laughs> Oklahoma will have good recruits for sure. They have that brand. But will yeah. it be enough to beat the number one team that I have here? And again, I'm with Christian. Texas is back. They're back, baby. I believe they're actually back this year. I'm always a big skeptic. Even the year they said they were back, I knew they lost to Maryland. Um, I don't ever... <laughs> I don't like ever saying that. Dude, I want so much money on that game. I don't want to hear it. Would you like to guess uh, when the last time Texas won their conference was? 2007. 2009. Who was the the head quarterback there? Vince Young. Young. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. I forgot. Dang it. I forgot. 2009 Colt McCoy. However, this roster is absolutely stacked. They returned Quinn Ewers, the guy who took his $1 million annual from Ohio State and dipped. And they signed (laughs) Arch Manning. And who will be ready to take over whenever you leaves? And that's pretty good. You know, he thought he would, you know, not be like his uh, his um, uncles and be an SEC quarterback. However, he's going to have to be an SEC quarterback next year. Um, they get he's not good. Oh, well, we'll see. They'll that's get good. Nair. They get Worthy at wide receiver back. Um, they were both injured last year. They have J uh, J T Von Sanders, who will be a stud at tight end, transferred in. Um, they have A.D. Mitchell, who is a six five receiver who will be well with complimenting Nayer, Worthy, and even Jordan Whittington. Um, defensively wise, they have a good linebacker tandem. They have Jalen Ford and then freshman Anthony Hill will be somebody to look out for. Now, I think the big thing to look out for next year, they play Alabama. This will give them a taste of seeing what the teams yeah. are going to be playing with after afterwards are going to be. They're going to play in the SEC. I'm excited to see what this Texas team can do, whether it's Ewers at the QB position, whether it's Manning at the QB position. I think this team's going to be special. You know, I think this conference is arguably one of the most well-rounded conferences when you look at them. You have teams I didn't get to mention in the top seven. You have Okie State, who's always in there. UCF, Iowa State, Cincy, Houston. Those are really good teams that I Mm -hmm. don't even have in the top seven. Um, Yes, I I don't Mm -hmm. know if any of the newcomers are going to do anything in there. I think they'll have to make their time to prove themselves. You know, we've always known that Houston, Cincy, UCF haven't played that well of talents. You know, it showed when yeah. Cincy made it to the big, uh, the uh, Ooh, college football playoffs, Rip. Um, UCF, they were undefeated. They didn't get a chance to go in. And arguably the only reason they had an undefeated season in a national championship is because they played an Auburn team who was missing all of its good players. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Texas and Oklahoma finally leaves that conference, because not only will we get to see what a big 12 team can do on a full sec schedule, but we're going to see who can actually come on top because, you know, really for the past several years has been Oklahoma kind of been running that um, big 12 over there. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens after they all leave. Maybe they'll start playing defense. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think that's a big thing there, man is like that, that conference, they're great at what they do on offense, <laughs> but yeah. they are miserable on defense. They always have been. I've never seen – I think the best defenses I've seen came from Texas and Baylor, and I think they've only at most in the years been ranked like 15th on defense, yeah. which still is not great, but it's great for the Big 12. Um, right. For me, at number seven, I got Oklahoma State. Um yeah. I just love the mullet himself, Mike Gundy, as a coach. I think he gets it done. He gets the team to rally. I think he gets them at least seven and five. They could go better. Um, 
I do like their wide receiver, Deshaun uh, Stribling, and their tight end, Josiah Johnson. They are a good, like, quick-passing core there that they have to go with the quarterback, Alan Bowman. I think he might have a good senior year this year. But the only downfall is that defense. That defense is horrendous. Yeah. They 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 can't hold up against any team, in my opinion. That's so they just have to score points. It's gonna be a shootout all year long. Then I have TCU. Ooh. I got TCU. That's a drop in a half. They yeah, have from eight. one to six. They have a no, they go from two to six. Oh, that's right. They were a second. Yeah. They have a tough schedule this year. It, it's not. It's not going to be easy. They, they play Colorado that first game, and I think they lose that first game. That's interesting. I think they that's lose interesting. That first game. I'll second it. I really okay. do. Um, nineteen players transferred out this year. Uh, that's that's actually a, a quite a bit. I mean, it's not Colorado standards, but nineteen still a lot to have transfer out. Um. I do like the two transfers they got from Alabama. Trey Sanders, dude's gonna be a beast. Baller. Um, and Tommy Brocker Meyer, offensive tackle. It's really gonna help them. Um, you have Cordell Russell. Could be a stud this year. I I don't I don't know. Um, I just don't know what this team is gonna look like. I think again, like always, the Big 12. I think defense is always gonna be the problem here um last year their defense was ranked 89th overall 89th and they went that's not good they went to the college football playoffs that's unreal they don't the championship yeah i think we saw the 89th ring defense in action that game too yeah yeah right you don't you don't do that again with that defense it's not happening then since you guys didn't do it i got my boys UCF. Oh, 2017 like, national champions. I like UCF at that five spot. They not to mention they were 39th ranked in recruiting. Their strength the schedule is not hard. Their first three games is Kent State, Villanova, and Boise State. They're gonna get out rolling hot. They're gonna start three and oh. They're gonna get their feet under them. Boise, I don't think Boise's wait that pushover of a game, though. Wait a minute, please. Wait, who were the first three games of the season? Kent State, Villanova, and Boise State. And you think they win all three? I think they win all three. So is is Kent State not ranked above them? No. My boy. I don't think they are. Kent State lost way too many players. Are you serious? I don't Kent? know. I like Kent State. You like Kent State? Well, too, yes, bad we're not, too bad we're not talking about those conferences. <laughs> my boy, Kent State. Oh, my then again, yes, sir. One of my favorite transfers that they got is Rion Davis from Georgia. Linebacker, absolute study. He just wanted to leave to get closer to home. Love it. Think he's going to be great. They have nine seniors on offense. I absolutely love it. One of my favorite quarterbacks in the league is on this team. John Reese Plumley. The dude is an absolute beast, and he's athletic. You've seen him and what he can do in baseball, and you've seen him what he can do as a quarterback. The dude is an absolute stud. I think he's going to help them. Not to mention they have seven seniors starting on defense. They almost have everybody back that are seniors. So they're going to make 
their presence known first year. You, no, they won't. They won't win it, but still fifth at your first year. I think that's pretty commendable. Then I have Oklahoma. Oh, is that five? Oh, sorry. I take it back. I'm sorry. I take it back. I misread. I have Baylor. Um, at five? Five? (laughs) Wait, no. At four. I have UCF. We can count. I forgot. I forgot where we were right now. Yeah, yeah. UCF's five. At four, I got Baylor. Um, Ooh. They didn't lose a lot. This is pretty much the same exact team as last year. Yeah, which lost um, a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, right. But I think I think they've developed. I think their team might be a little better. Um, I think Sawyer Robertson will be the starter by the end of the season. I think the dude looks really good. Uh, I can't I can't argue with that. I also like their wide receiver Kentron Jackson Jr. He's six two, one ninety five. Toss it up, give him a Toss chance. It up. I think I think he's going to be an absolute stud over there. Um, then I have Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I mean, I love Jackson Arnold. Dude is going to be insanely good. Uh, Five star recruit. I think he was like number 10, 10 overall yeah, in the recruiting like class of all players. Yeah. Um, but my issue is is Dylan Gabriel gonna have a good year I, I i don't know but i do think jackson arnold takes over by the end of the year i mean i i can't argue with that we may see a little yeah, bit no. like a spencer rattler situation yeah. this time around I, I i really do think he's gonna earn that spot i mean he just he just looks like a better quarterback right now and based off of what dylan gabriel did last year i don't trust him to be decent i mean he could have a good year but I don't know. And then I also like J.J. Hester and Drake Stoops at wide receiver. Anyone know? Who is that Bob? Is that, that Bob Stoops' son? Bob he's Stoops. at Oklahoma? He's at Oklahoma. Ooh. Yeah. Chris, you know Bob Stoops is? Oh, oh, wait. I've heard. I've heard. You said coach. Yeah, he Drake coach. Stoops. Bob Stoops' son. Yeah. He's, he's yeah okay. I feel like I've heard. I've heard the name. But this is the first year he's actually getting a start. Spot. He's the number two, two over there. He looks should. really good. No, <laughs> number two. Okay. I got K State. I love, I love that they landed Avery Johnson as their quarterback. Love it. Love it. Um, I, they're returning all of their starters on offense this year. They haven't, they didn't lose a single position on offense. So you're looking at the same team that won that Big 12 last year. As an offense, their defense is meh, but their offense, you can't argue with it. I think they have a decent year. I think they go 10-2. and two. Um, yeah. Again, like Christian said, I'm kind of mad he broke that news, but Treshawn Ward. Baller. He's certified. He, he's, oh. he's good. <laughs> he's good. He's good. I, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, Will Howard last year was 6-2 and two as a starter. Yeah. You know the two games that he lost? Tell me. First game that he played against TCU. First game he played. Okay. He lost to Alabama last year. But then he beat TCU in the conference championship. Yeah. He he's good. He's yep. good. I, I can't argue it. Um I mean, 
Losing Alabama, you can't you can't argue with it. They're they're not going to the SEC. They don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that you could look you could be looking at K State taking over the Big Twelve oh, yeah. for years to come. I would love it. I would love that'd be, it. That'd be crazy. Chris Kleiman knows what he's doing over there. Aaron Sproles old Dude. stomping ground. So before you start in your first one, I would like to say, as we all definitely don't know and definitely did not look up during the interludes before we had to stop at our Zoom calls, um, Trey Turner is three for three with two home runs. Can whoop, you believe whoop, that? Whoop, whoop. Are you guys surprised? Bet you are. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's been in like a horrible slump. So yeah, so that bumps yeah. his average up to two forty one. Hey. <laughs> a career three hundred hitter, batting almost a batting. A, I was just about to say that a million dollar, a million dollar per average right now. Let's go. Nice. <laughs> so, so at, I love it. At uh, at number one, we can't argue it. Texas, Texas, I mean, yeah, they're baby. back, baby. Not bad, baby. They were third in recruiting this year. Third. It's that, that I, name, dude. I I guess, but where's that name been since? Horny the for the Longhorns, dude. I, I guess, <clears throat> dude. I guess hook them, and they hook them. That's for yeah, sure. Hook them. Um, Everything's I, bigger I love, in Texas. I love Quinn Ewers there. Uh, he looked good. He only started five games last year and had 2,100 yards passing. That's average. That's pretty good, dude. That's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. I will say, I think Arch Manning he might <laughs> he might start a couple games only because he's gonna he's gonna redshirt this year. Hundred percent gonna redshirt this oh, yeah. year. Um, but I think he's gonna get at least a couple games under his belt to get him ready for the SEC. Um. What's the rule with that? So you can play up to five games. Is it five? Okay. It's five games. Is it yeah. five or I, I it was four? Was, I was about to say, I thought it was four too. I didn't. I'm going to look five. it up. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it I, be, thought, it I thought it was like a third of a season. You get a third of a season and then you that can. That might be right. I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking five. Either way. Um, but I do like the transfer wide receiver, A.D. Mitchell from Georgia. Any any transfer you get from Georgia at this point, you got to like, right? Um I really like what they added on defense, though. They added Jalen Catalan as safety, and they got Malik Muhammad as their freshman corner. I think you might see a few picks out, out of those two. I think I think they're going to do their job in that secondary now. I don't know what their their front's going to do, but that secondary is looking pretty good. Um, for the Big 12 standards, I think their defense, they're going to be a top 25 defense. Maybe. Uh, okay. That's not bad. commendable. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. But hey, that's that's what I got going on there. I will say I wanted I wanted to take some of these new guys coming yeah. in. It's just it, it, with this conference, it's really like I said, yeah, BYU, but... like they're not it's really hard to say that. Cincy, as well as Luke Farrell has done. I mean, you, even UCF, I'm not even that high on UCF. Um I, <clears throat> I am. He's a big Golden Knights guy. Yeah. He thinks it's hockey. Um, um, by the way, real quick, it's only four games as a red shirt. Well, and then like the red shirt rules are so weird and confusing. Like it's like, oh, you can get a red shirt like if you hurt your big toe in game two, and then you yeah. can get another red shirt <laughs> if you want to, and then like you get a yeah. third red shirt for some reason, but we'll give you a third one. And then you have the people who had like the COVID red shirts too. Yeah. So like there's it's confusing. Like you can have like these super seniors that have been in college for like seven years. They have like they already have like three children. They're like just dragging them on through college. So um, but, 
I want to talk about this right now because I looked at this as far as how much Arch Manning's going to be getting paid. Oh, yeah. Top of the NL. He's top three, right? Yeah. 2.8 million. Yeah, right. So it's like top three. I know it's it's Brawny at one. I think yeah. Archie Manning's at two. And then is it Lily, the order what her face is from LSU, the gymnast, who's at three? Can you can you just Brownies is Brownies is way bigger though, isn't it? Why do they need that much money? Two point eight million. What dude. you think that a Manning and LeBron James son are rich? Are you kidding me, Nick? Yeah, they well deserved. Well deserved. The only thing is, like, these are kids, man. I don't do they really know what to do with all that money? I mean, I mean at least no, well, I mean, learn. technically, yes and no. They both have very famous family members. I'm pretty sure they can have definitely help them and tell them what to do with their money. <laughs> but my big thing is where do you see the Big 12 when it comes to the college football playoffs, though? Like we're like we we're high on these teams right now, but how high are we going with these teams? This I think year, Texas this is year, the I this think year, Texas. I don't is think any of them. I think Texas is the only one with the shot. They're gonna go ten and two. I don't think it's gonna be enough because you're gonna have two SEC teams. You're gonna have at least one Big Ten team, and I think you're gonna get a Pac-12 team. I think USC takes it this year. Um, I don't think any team Texas is gonna get that fifth spot, as you like to say it, the first one out. Um, but no, no one's gonna get it there. Now, when they get to eight teams, you know, you're gonna get to those spots where you're gonna have one team coming out of the power five conferences, and then you're gonna have a couple of these other people that like come through like wild cards. That yeah, large so bits. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see, I don't see any of these teams really being like a powerhouse to be able to knock out two SEC teams. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it. Well, that's going to be the interesting thing. Because again, like you said, like two SEC teams last year, we had two Big Ten teams. You had Michigan and Ohio State. Um, And I just feel like you're going to have either two SEC teams or two Big Ten teams or two of them. And like Pac-12, like, yeah, I feel like with the Pac-12, they always beat up on each other. And I feel like it's like the Big 12, they always beat up on each other to where it's like, oh, like, I guess we'll have to slide in the ACC team this year because the other teams decide to go off. It's going to be interesting. We'll talk about the ACC in the next episode. Um, But it's going to be very interesting because we're not going to talk about it now, but FSU, Clemson, I feel like those are the top two. Maybe they aren't. FSU? FSU, bro? They went Uh, 10 and 3 last year. We'll talk about We'll talk. Yeah, they. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lay, right. lay up schedule. But no, I just don't. I don't think USC is going to get that four spot. They might even get even lower than that. I think they might get a three. I think and they might, based off their schedule, go undefeated. Now they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, but they're they're going to get a bid. I mean, what's his name? Is pretty good over there, quarterback. Um, Caleb Williams. I, I, I think he's going to win the Heisman. I think he's going to win the Heisman again. Coaches. Again. Literally the quarterback wizard over there yeah lincoln riley yeah yeah Yeah, you can't argue with it all right but that's gonna lead us off to our nhl playoffs um (laughs) i don't know if anybody has done any research recently nhl playoffs but again three minute minor not gonna be three minutes because there's not much to talk about other than the first game of the stanley cup playoffs so right now golden knights are up 1-0 1-0 in the series. Um, they took advantage with a dominating win at home in the first game. They won 5-2. Five different people scored for Vegas that game, and two of them were defensive men. 
Aiden Hill had a great game in goal, saving 33 of his 35 shots. And Vegas has had tremendous goaltending throughout the entirety of the postseason. I told you how they had like the most people miss games goalie in the entire NHL, and they're still making this tremendous run. Now they play game two in Vegas tonight. I do believe the Vegas Knights win this game, take a 2-0 advantage going to Florida. They've just been the better overall team this series. Obviously, it's only been one game, but also throughout the entirety of the playoffs. The Panthers have been winning a bunch of one-goal games throughout the entirety of the playoffs. And at some point, if you keep playing those close games, you're going to end up losing some. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. I think the Knights are great favorites to win this game and definitely favorites to win it all. Yeah. Um, one nothing. I did I did use some research on this. Ooh, so okay. Kudos. Okay. Um, Knight scored four goals off of 33 shots. They just, their offense, I mean, they've been the number one offense going into the playoffs. It's been hard to stop them for any goalie. Sergey's played wonderful all the way until here. I mean, what was he had? I think he had like 63 um, shots on goal at one point and only gave up three goals. Like I said that I Panther, that, yeah, the Panthers defense was doing tremendous throughout the, throughout the remainder of the playoffs. And that's the thing, like, you, you can't rely on your goalie, Sergey, and your defense to hold up. I don't think they hold up again tonight. Meanwhile, obviously, Christian just said Knights are up 1-0 already. Yeah. Um, what's crazy is Panthers took more shots in game one than the Knights did um, and only scored two goals. They looked like they were desperate and, like, didn't know what to do. Like, they were scared to be there. Right. And they were just firing up shots. And meanwhile, you have the Knights – that are taking these shots that they're giving them. So I, unless the Panthers can do something, I, I, I think the Knights are getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've kind of been in agreement with that since the Stanley playoffs or Stanley cup playoffs. Stanley playoffs. Started here. Stanley playoffs. Since, Tyler's yeah. playoffs. <laughs> Tyler's playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the Knights are the heavy favorites. So if you think with Christian's hair, he has the hockey hair. You think, you know, a little bit more. He even has the teeth. No, nah, I prefer I prefer to serve. The lack thereof. Oh yeah, right. That's good. Hey, go- I did research. I re- I did research, David. So, so. I'm proud. I'm very proud of you. Um, that's going to lead us into our NBA playoffs. Um, very very interesting. Who wants to start with that? Uh, I mean, I can I can take it if none of you guys want to take it. Give it, give it, give it. I mean, uh, get, get it, get it, get it. Let's see. I said Heat and six. I mean now. The way I see it is we're looking at Heat and five. I mean, we're catching Heat. We're catching Heat here, boys. Look, Heat aren't losing a game at home. I love to see it. I love to see it. They came out there. They took game two from Denver at Denver. And, dude, I, I don't know. I'm just telling I don't. I said they were going to win it in six, and that's because they were going to lose the first two and then win the next four. But they already went ahead and they took one. I like this. Heat, they're on it. And they're not going to lose one at home. I'm telling you, they're not losing at home. They win both at home this time around. They're coming back into Denver and they're taking another one, and that's that. See, I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, I have a little bit more in depth, David. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go on this one. All right. Um, first game of the series when the Nuggets won, they held Butler to 13 points. Right. Yeah. Game two, 20, obviously Heat won, but still, Butler only had 21. It's not bad though. It's How good. long are you going to be able to hold Butler to yeah. few points? It, it, he's going to have a breakout game. It's it's going to happen. But to David's credit, 
Adebayo. Jokic just, he's not playing defense on him. The guy had 26 in the first game and 21 in the second game. He's just not covering him. Um, here's here's my crazy pick here. Gabe Vincent, 21 first game, 23 second game. Butler hasn't had to do it by himself this whole time, Yeah, which is crazy. I thought this is going to be a Butler run. I thought he was going to do it himself. Right. Meanwhile, his team is performing around him. They're holding their own. And I will say, first game, last week what I said, Jamal Murray, if you hold him under 20 points, you're going to win a game. First game, Nuggets won. Jamal Murray had 26 points. Mm-hmm. Second game, Heat won. Jamal Murray had 18 points. 18. So you hold That's him under than, 20 points. 20. It's looking like you have a shot. Good the job. Big, big thing is – Jokic, man, he had 41 points. You, He did it all himself. He almost did half. He did it all himself in that second game, and I felt bad. And he he was pissed getting off that court. He was pissed. But I think they split the series one and one. Miami wins one. Nuggets win one. I think you're looking at a pretty good series. Where do you, where do you have it lying? At, when it's all said and done, who's winning what game? I think Nuggets are going to win the first game on this one. I think the Heat win the second game, but I think this might go game seven. Go seven? I oh, think I'd this love might to go game seven. seven. But he I, asked um, you who wins the series. Nuggets. Nuggets? Okay. Yeah. I would love to see the Heat win. I would love to yeah. see the I would win. too. Yeah, I would too. I want I want Jimmy Butler to get one. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, like the series is heading in game three in Miami. Hero's back. Hero's yeah. back. Hero's back. True. Hero is um, back. They split the first two. You know, game one, Adebayo was the only offense for Miami. Jokic had 27 points, 14 assists, triple double, with Murray tacking on 16. And even Aaron Gordon got in on the score with 16 points, 12 of them being in the first quarter. Game two was a completely different story. Jokic dropped 41 points. However, the closest person to that was Murray with 18. And then third is Aaron Gordon with 12. On the other end, Vincent led Miami with 23, and Butler and Adebayo both had 21, like we said, which is a very good even scoring. And then Duncan Robinson, Sheen Estevez from Jimmy Neutron himself came in and balled out to turn the tide there in that fourth quarter. Um, As the trend has it for this Miami team, whenever they are up in three-pointers, they are in the lead. That's what's been keeping them in this series, this entire playoff run. And let's add to this, Nick. Jokic dropped 41 points. What if I told you that the Nuggets were 0-4 anytime he drops 40-plus in the playoffs this year? Ooh. 0-4. Now, let me tell you this. Have we found out how to play defense? And it's been a tale as old as time. I can tell you this. You can let one man have all the points he wants, but is one man going to outscore your entire team? Right. No. And that's why I think the defense is. You let Jokic have his, but if you, as long as, like you say, you keep Murray down below 20, and then as long as you're doing your job in offense, one man is not going to score 80 plus points a game unless you're Kobe and, you know, I don't see Jalen Rose anywhere. Now, to prove this point, I like to go back, look at the NCAA tournament run. I'm going to use FSU as a great example. John Morant was balling out during the NCAA tournament. Now, FSU decided to let Ja have his when they played them in the NCAA tournament. He had like 40 points. However, they ended up losing by like 20 points that game because the other people on the team couldn't score anything. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Now, Butler is an amazing defender, so having him guard Murray 
and making sure he can't, you know, what what's so funny? It's funny because he just skipped. We lost him yeah. for a good 30 seconds. Yeah. Who's I skipped? No, 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 no. I, no. Christian skipped. I did. And he started laughing. Uh, That's why. But yeah, like I said, Butler's amazing defender. Him guarding Murray is gonna make sure it's fine. You know, he won't get Jokic to help with those numbers. But if Jokic can sit there and be the only person scoring, no one else is adding, then a whole team is gonna be able to outscore one guy. We'd say 40 points is a phenomenal game, but he's lost four games this postseason scoring 40 points because no one else has been able to do anything. I'm actually kind of worried now about Denver. Now, have they been found out? Is this how you stop Jokic? I still feel like with that, Denver has the slight edge. I have them winning in six. Um, I want Miami to win. I would love Miami to win. I just think mm-hmm. offensive-wise, defense, just talent-wise, all together, I feel like it's going to be Denver. The only thing that the Heat have for them is Butler's absolute dog and Eric Spolstra's coaching. So yeah. we're going to see what that's going to come down to in the series. Well, and like what Christian said, you have Hero, Tyler Hero. Coming oh, Hero's back. coming back. I mean, too. That's, yeah. that's, but the only thing is, is he's coming back. He's not going to be fresh. That's I mean, why that's, Kevin Love. Oh, oh. Love, Caleb. My favorite but, Sweet Life on Deck cast. To add to that, man, I, I will say, I mean, he have just one of the best coaches in the league ever. For I sure. Mean, I mean, maybe like the best coach to ever coach because he's taking no. That's dude. that's a stretch. You have mouth, Phil Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Phil Knight. Jackson had a lot of people around him. Miami has been taking play teams to the playoffs. Yeah, it's Phil Jackson, bud. Who's Phil Knight? You did. You said Phil Knight, bro. What? It's Phil Jackson. I know Phil Knight's uh for Phil Knight's the Nike guy. <laughs> no, Phil Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Phil, I, I said Phil, Phil might have had like might have had teams. I said Phil Knight, who's uh yeah. who's oh, the David CEO of Nike. Knight. That's my bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I know Phil Jackson. Sorry, I, you true you, Jackson he's VP. He's gonna go down as one of the best coaches to ever coach. Yes, Phil Jackson is great, but he has had when he was with the Lakers, he had Kobe and Shaq. You can't argue with that. Didn't bro he have Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James? Yeah, those are those are Spolstra's only titles. But he, was... Yeah, but he's taken these teams to the playoffs. Yeah, almost every single year, and you can't argue yeah. with that. It's experience. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been okay, that that's gonna bring it. Nurse is better. James. LeBron James goes to the playoffs every single year. Okay. We're gonna sucks. start talking about if we're gonna start talking about Jordan. Um, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not bringing it up. We're not bringing it up. Nope. Day five without Nick bringing it up. Hey, so that's gonna bring us into our certified bowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This week's certified baller. Uh. I don't know. For me, I thought it was pretty easy. I think this guy here was the difference maker in what is right now the biggest stage uh, in sports. This week's certified baller is Gabe Vincent. He led all scorers on Miami with 23 points. He went 4-6 from the three-point shooting, and he hit all of his free throws when his team needed him the most. He was knocking down shots. This was a guy who... A year and a half ago, two years ago, I mean, nobody thought nothing of him, wasn't expecting much of him. Uh, I mean, he was signed as as a 
I forget what the what it's called. It's like a two-way contract, I want to say, with the Heat. It's going back and forth, not doing much. And then next thing we know, here we are after a mediocre game one, comes in with a big game two. And he's helping uh, Miami push their way to, hopefully, and I hope at least, uh, a title. Um, and, I mean, like I said, you when you do it in the biggest stages of the game, uh, I mean, that's just what is – it puts the biggest exclamation point on anything. If you go – Sorry, sorry, FSU softball team just hit a dinger, a two-run shot. My bad. You going? It's okay. He's frozen. It happens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't frozen. I was just sitting. He, here he's staring. fine on mine. Yeah, I was, I was staring. <laughs> just staring. Okay. All right. Go ahead. But yeah, so I mean, when you come out uh on the game's biggest stage and produce like that, I mean, you have to get your credit where the credit's due. So shout out Gabe. I think that he come back and we'll see a good uh we'll see a good showing from him in game three, but I think we'll see a very familiar face shine even brighter in game three in Jimmy Butler. And then for the deflated baller of the week, I had I had a hard time picking who my deflated baller was this week. I couldn't really pinpoint one singular person. So I went ahead and I went and picked a personal one to me. So to me, the deflated baller a week would be the entire Phillies team. (laughs) Uh, I picked them to win every game last week. And it just so happens that to start off the week, they get swept by the Mets. And I was in attendance for that game. Now, do you, any of you guys know who our lone one run was on that Wednesday night? A solo home run by Sosa. Sosa. That was yeah. All. Yep. yeah, that was that Wednesday. Was yep. Real Sosa hitting that home run. It was, yeah. it was, it was like so, a line drive. And it was barely, yeah, out. it was barely over it is that a, fence. That is a big ballpark, though. Let's be honest. It's a big ballpark. It was like, well, it was like the straight left field, though. He pulled it. I will say I will say real quick before I resume that uh, Mets fans, you guys need to get it together. That ballpark was not electric at all. At Ooh. all. At all. And my, boy who's, a Met, my boy who's a Mets fan will double vouch for that. The thing is, is they want to say they have the best mascot in the league, but we all know who the best mascot yeah, in the it's league the is. Come on now. But because he has a baseball head. Ugh. To return to it, though, I mean, so on the finishing the week, the Phillies go ahead and round it out with a four and two or I'm sorry, two and four record uh, with, a, like I said, the sweep to the Mets and then one loss to the Nationals at the Nationals. But I mean, what Nationals are one of the worst teams in the league, let alone the division. They lost tragically. Yeah, they yeah, right. They did. I mean, you run down Wheeler through a horrible game, and then you come in and run it back to tie the game seven to seven, and then you lose it eight to seven. That's awful. I just can't wrap my head around the fact that this team is an NL champ and they've come out and made the team better and they've done nothing but seemingly get worse. That pitching, dude. It's that pitching. Yeah. So we'll see the pitching. Yeah, I literally have it right here. Like David just said, the pitching woes continue and we continue to struggle in that aspect. Hopefully we continue. We can maybe find some success. It looks like the Phillies might be heating up now that it's June. Boys are hitting homers. We love to see that. Schwarber's month. Schwarber's month. Yes, sir. Harper's month. Looks like it might be Trey's month if we get it going right. It's also Harper's month. That's what I said, I think. But uh, for now, because I couldn't find something else, the Phillies, you're my deflated baller of the week. Hmm. I like it. I, I mean, you know, it hits home. Uh, mine. I like the Phillies. Gonna, <laughs> right. Mine is actually going to be Caleb Martin. Okay. For the Miami Heat. Yep. He went out there and he was averaging like 15 points a game last series against the Celtics. He comes out here in the first two games. Three points. In both games, 
that doesn't get it done. Nope. J. Cole is just disappointed in him right now. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> just doesn't get it done, man. Uh, I mean, I can't argue with it. You get six points in two games. When you're going out there and averaging 15 points a game, that's just that's that's awful. If you can get him starting, I could I could see them heat making a run. Plus, you have Hero coming back, gonna open up Martin to be able to take some shots. Yeah. Again, you get six points in two games. That's god awful. Yeah. Not not good. Yeah. That's right. so good. I'm gonna start off with my deflated baller, but I have an honorable mention for a certified baller afterwards. Ooh. So my deflated baller this week is going to be the Hornell High School baseball team out in New York, minus their second baseman. They're playing in the Section V Class B1 Baseball Championship in New York. They're up 5-1 to one going into the bottom of the seventh. And if you don't know, they only play seven innings in high school baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. You have a four-run lead. They made costly errors in the field, including a dropped pop-up, routine pop-up to the pitcher with two outs. He drops it. It's five to four now, two outs, two strikes. The pitcher pitches it, strike three was called, but it was a dropped strike three. The Saw catcher that. goes to tag the guy, misses the tag, looks at the umpire. The umpire calls the guy safe. What does the catcher do? He puts the ball in his back pocket, and the whole team, minus the second baseman, proceeds to celebrate as everybody else is rounding the bases. That's a good one. Because of this, the Hornell team, when the when the second baseman saying, "Guys, please!" like they're running, they're like, this game's not over. They lose on a dropped third strike walk off. Yeah. Now, is it a little messed up for me to come after a bunch of high schoolers? Nope. Maybe, no. but I no. think it's a little on the coaches too because they got to know in this situation what's happening as well. It's bad coaching. So, yes. It's just unfortunate for the people in high school, you know, you're to the end of their season, but it's more unfortunate for those high school seniors whose careers get ended because of this. And that's why the entire Hornell high school baseball team minus their second baseman is going to be my deflated baller this week. You want to come out here and come after the coaches. I'm coming after that catcher. Yep. I mean, that is shit. That's awful. That's awful. As just, a person that's you, you see it in the video, you see her clear yeah. as day. He goes and looks looks at the umpire, and the umpire goes safe. He literally goes safe. Yeah, he imagine safe, and the guy goes, Yeah, and just starts celebrating. Like, what are you thinking there? As a as a person that's caught before, you do not do that. You do yeah. not. I'm sorry, you know what you're doing. You're in charge. You literally are the person that's in charge of the field. I don't care. Everyone might say center field yeah he's in charge of the outfield but as a catcher you are in charge of that infield and whatever happens you better be looking at that umpire so if you want to point fingers that's on that catcher 100 uh, percent. i just hope you know i hope he's not sitting there thinking about it for the rest of his life what he was well, some small mistake that he made in a I high school baseball does. game <laughs> uh, i hope he does when i was when i was 17 i ruined my whole entire future <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> He's not a true. He's not. He doesn't truly love the sport if it doesn't haunt him for the rest of his but life. But I'm going to go into my honorable mention for certified baller this week. I'm going to have the most biased certified baller. Oh boy. It's going to be the whole 
FSU softball team. They have been dominating the entirety of the softball tournament. They punched their ticket to Oklahoma City for the literally punched their World ticket. Series. Literally punched their ticket. Did you see that second baseman? Bam, dude. He smacked that. Oh, dude, dude smacked they, they had a series sweep against 14th ranked George to get to Oklahoma City. They followed up with an 8 to 0 mercy rule against the 6th ranked Oklahoma State team and a 3 to 1 win on Saturday against the 7th ranked Washington team, who they beat in the national championship several years back. They won in a tremendous play. The shortstop made an awesome jumping catch and threw the second for a double play. Now, tonight, FSU is playing Tennessee. Right now, it's the bottom of the sixth. FSU is up 5-1. If FSU wins, they punch their ticket to the World Series. And right now, Oklahoma has already beat Stanford to punch their ticket. So they're looking to face Oklahoma. Oklahoma has only lost one game this entire year. That's unreal, dude. That's they played a decent amount insane. of games. They, they, they've played like 58 games yeah. this year. That's absolutely insane. Now, to put this in perspective, this is oh. FSU's third trip to the championship in the past five years. Um, they've only won one. If Oklahoma makes it, this would be their fourth consecutive trip to the to the World Series. They've had seven trips since 2012, winning five of those. And, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You have a team that has won one, has only lost one game. Oklahoma's always the favorite. Right now, FSU's up 5-1, bombed the six, so they just need to take care of business for one more inning after this. I just, I hope they do it. It's going to be a tough task, but they are my certified ballers. Are we saying Oklahoma is like the UConn of women's basketball? Well, so like for a lot, for a long while, like in the early 2000s, I was looking up to do my research. UCLA was dominating college softball. It, UCLA. It like, UCLA yeah. was do- apparently where they were dominating college softball. I looked at the stats. I thought Florida was pretty good for a couple of years. They won, they Florida, won one Florida year. Florida is really good at baseball and softball. They're, they're, um, they're good. I think, sport. yeah, because I know FSU baseball won the championship not too, yeah. not too long ago. And those softball team also won in like 2016, 2017. Florida yeah. was ranked like the fourth team, fourth in the nation this year, I want to say, for baseball. But, yeah, Florida's like I think they're like one of the top teams going into it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so that's gonna lead us to our hot takes of the week, then, right? Before, yeah. before we start, oh, I want a moment of silence for David's hot take last week. In the arms he, yeah, give me that rock band music. This guy picked the Reds to take first place in the division. Thanks. Loved it. Thought it was good. They are in fourth place now. They're in fourth place. They went from second to fourth. I I'm sorry, David. Brewers just demolished them over the weekend. Yeah. Now they're in fourth place. And I I apologize. As that as your dad's favorite team, I'm sorry. I have a I have a Reds King Griffey Jr. in my closet right now. And that's the last time they were really good. If you can say that. I mean, they they were really good in 2012. They were the best team in baseball going in. They uh, were 2-0 against the Giants, and then the Giants came back and won that. Ended up winning the World Series. So, but before before we get into the hot take, can I bring up the AL East, dude? Yeah. So good. So I fun. mean, they all have winning records. You have the Rays at 42 and 19, the yeah. Orioles at 37 and 22, Yankees at 36 and 25, Blue Jays at 33 and 27, the Red Sox at 30 and 29. Are you kidding me? That is like most of them are in like at least second place in any other yeah 
division. It's crazy. So um, I guess I'll start it off. Um, yeah, like Nick decided to rub my face this week. Uh, the Reds did not complete my hot take. They started off the week so well. They won two of their first three games, and then the Brewers lost two of their first three. They were three games back, and they lost three straight to the Brewers out of four games. Now, there are six games back and in fourth place. I apologize, Dad. I did not mean to put that upon your team. Um, so I will go with my hot take for this week. We know who the hottest team in baseball is right now. Arguably, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. But there's a team lurking just around the corner right there. A younger team that is flying high right now. Just four games back in the AL East. They boast the third best record in baseball. That's right. The surprise Baltimore Orioles this year. I think they will be in first place in the AL East. Second in the MLB by the end of the week. And I think the Rangers, double up on that, will be first place in the whole MLB this year. And I was, we had to look at their uh, look at their week this week. Why is this? Well, the, they play two three-game series against the Brewers and Royals. Now, we like we know how the Brewers like to ruin my hot takes. Let's see if they do that here again. Um, the Rays play two series, first against the Twins, who will lead the AL Central. And they play another three-game series against the Texas Rangers, who are the second best team in baseball right now. I think they will be the best team in baseball by the end of the week. I think they win the series. They may even sweep them. So I guess this is going to be a double-take prediction. Baltimore Orioles will be your first place in the AL East. The Rangers will be in first place in the entire MLB. David, be careful with that Orioles prediction because I picked that week Ooh. one as my hot take. and I, gotta thought, be worried. I thought it was set. I just got to be worried about the Brewers right now because they have something against me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's right, man. That is exactly right. Christian, what do you got over there, man? Yeah, my hot take for the week, boys, is any pitcher in the MLB this week will record 15 or more strikeouts in a single game. That You don't you don't have anything to back that up? No, not really. I looked at some of the pitching matchups. There's a couple of good games this week. Uh, I think Alcatara is set to uh, start in one of the games versus – who was I just looking at it for? Who's Miami playing? Yeah, they're playing the Royals. Royals are one of the worst teams in baseball. That's a good one. I think Garrett Cole's also set to start one of the games against the White Sox, and he's having a good year as well. So those are two people I would like to watch for, but the record for most strikeouts in one game is 20. Uh, the last time I think we seen anything above 15 was over a couple years ago. Does so. Roger Clemens have that record? Who has the record for 20? No, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Carrie Wood tied Roger Clemens. So okay. both, both of them. So that's it. That's what you got. So we're saying a single player, not, not like a team. One, yes. One single player to record 15 or more strikeouts. Okay. Just look at whoever the A's play. Literally. I like it. I like it. I will say my hot take hit last week. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. You know, what was I it said, again? I, I said a team is going to go over 15 runs. David, who did it? It was the Rangers. Absolutely comestered right. the Mariners. And yeah. I told you that was one of one of the series to watch. Rangers are just they are so good with the bats this year. The whole team crazy. is so good. It's it's crazy. They're they're favorite for sure. Yeah. But my hot take this week. Whew, this is it. It's hitting home. 
Phillies will have at least 15 home runs this week. I mean, what we already have what three tonight? This was I I swear to you, I did this before Trey Turner hit two bombs tonight. I think what this and I wrote this down before. Game one tonight, Wentz is on the mound, 7.28 ERA. Carson? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Throwing throwing heaters. I said Phillies get two homers in this game. I, I can't make it up. I wish I, you can't read my handwriting, but 100% put it on there. It's actually pretty solid. Two home runs tonight. I didn't see it. Game it's two. Game two. <laughs> right. Uh, game two. The They didn't announce their starter. So I think the Phillies. I think they're going with their bullpen. I think the Phillies go out there. I think they're going to get a decent amount of home runs tomorrow. They're, I mean, if they're not announcing a starter, that's kind of iffy. We can, um, on, we can only hope they do as well as they did last week. I don't know, man. I think this yeah. might be the week. Game three, Olsen. 3.6 ERA. Not bad. But he's going to give up another two home runs. This is This is it. Then, leading into the weekend, it's going to be a great series. You have the Dodgers at home in Philly. They're playing in Philly all week. It's going to be electrifying. Remember the last time we played the Dodgers? It was an absolute offensive series. It's electric. So this is why I think you're going to get, you're going to see 15. Not to mention, yeah, people like Schwarber that literally is an absolute menace when it comes to June. I think he has 49 home runs in his career in June. which is yeah. insane. Harper, absolute stud in June. Now apparently Trey Turner wants to add to it, and he wants to start getting some. And Cassianos so, has been playing a really good Nick's year. Nick's been playing year. out of his mind. He has. He has. He's he has. been hitting those bombs. Not a lot of people have died this year. But, I mean, he's been <laughs> getting on base. Zoning in. But, yeah. I, gold I, glove. I can't. I can't. He's not going to be a gold glove. I just can't argue with it. Uh 15 home runs, minimum. I, I just see it happening. And um, I believe that is it. That's our last segment of the week. So like, Wait a minute. They... Can, I, oh. can I have a quick question? Never mind. What, what, what was the math on how many home runs does a team hit per game? Well, this is a singular team. So it's one. It's like 1.25 per team per game. Okay. All right. I like to take, Nick. Yeah. That's like over two. That's literally yeah. over two. They they have six games. Yeah. That's over two. So yeah, um, sorry for the premature uh, ending there, but yeah, that's that the last thing we have. Really, thank you all for watching. Next week we're going to be covering over the ACC, or this week in the week over the ACC. Going to be giving you some uptakes there, some um, not updates, some updates over on NHL, NBA. See so, yeah, how we did. We'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, hope you guys have a good week. Yeah, hey, can't wait to see you guys on Friday. Enjoy it. Love it. Trying to hopefully have a house. <laughs> Y'all later. See ya. Deuces.
for real the sugar-coated fallacies David's on the mic spinning knowledge of flair He breaks down the stats with a voice smooth like air Christian's a funny guy bringing laughter and joy He got the jokes unlocked and no one can like destroy him Mix the analysts break down the X's and O's He sees the game differently nobody knows Together unite forming a podcast dream team Making waves in the industry fulfilling their scheme Highlight taking pockets we taking over the scene We drop dubs and chugs within the sports dream From hot takes to deep dive it's a winning regime Come join the hype we're not just blowing steam